Hey everybody, my name is Ivan and uh, welcome to the Planetude podcast series where Gerard and I will be talking about all things related to personal finance and we just want to provide uh, financial education to all our listeners, to all the visitors at our blog. So uh, my name is Ivan, I'm actually a financial advisor at one of the independent firms and together with me in this uh, podcast, we have Gerard. So Gerard, are you there? Yes, hi. Hi everyone. I'm Gerard. I'm an investment analyst for financial advisory firm as well. So yeah, today we are just going to discuss some things which, you know, hopefully will be beneficial to you guys. Okay, great. So uh, one, one of the topics that we we decided to, to start off with is actually one something that is very close to Gerard's heart, right? Uh, it's something called financial, what do you call it, Gerard? What's, what's the term that you use? So, so the term is called financial abstraction. So I, I guess many people may not exactly have heard of this term before. It's really a, like a financial behavioral psychological kind of uh, term used for people you know who, who are actually feeling that they are having an abstraction away from money. Yeah, so, so I think it's a quite interesting topic that we are going to discuss today. Okay, so let's start off with uh, defining the term financial abstraction, right? So in, in simple layman terms, how do you explain financial abstraction to, to somebody like me? Okay, so if we were to just break it down, financial abstractions, right? So you know the word abstract is like, you know, the, the art paintings you have seen, right? You know, like um, where you can't really make full sense of a painting. Usually they call it abstract art. Right, because you need to, in a way, decipher or you need to figure out or, you know, understand how, how was it being painted. You know, so similarly for finance, you know, the phenomenon is that as the further we get away from the physical cash, you know, um, the concept of money becomes more abstract. So it becomes more blurred, you know, especially nowadays where we have a lot of um, you know, doing a lot of transfers electronically, you know, these kind of things actually blurs the lines between physical cash, you know, and the, the term of uh, money. Yeah, so I think that that is trying to just break it down in a bit of a simpler term, you know, to say that we are distancing ourselves from the physical cash, you know, and we are blurring the lines between um, physical money and the idea of what money is. Uh, do you mean it's like um, by using electronic payments and digital payments and so on, it is actually uh, harder to, to, to control because we don't have a, as, as good a sense of how much money we, we have actually budgeted for the day as compared to say, you know, physical uh, notes and coins in our wallet where each time we want to buy something, we will, we will take out the money from our wallets and then you see that, okay, the, the amount gets lesser and lesser. And naturally, that will uh, subconsciously make us control our spending. Is, is that what, what abstraction is? Yes, correct. So, so the further we are from actually holding physical cash, the, the less we think of the importance of money. You know? So I think um, there was a very interesting video which I actually saw online, uh, which actually gave me... Um, this impression of what financial abstraction is and it was from a TEDx talk on YouTube by this guy called Adam Carroll so he actually um, shared about he did an experiment with his family about using um, monopoly money you know and he actually um, observed the behavior of his kids when they use um, this fake money and then 
when they decided to have another round instead of using the monopoly money they actually use real cash you know real cohort cash you know and he actually saw the change in the behaviors of his kids you know so like i think for an example is like uh, one of his kids when they were playing the first round with using monopoly money right he was just like buying every single property he saw you know with everything he had until he literally ran out of money you know but when they decide when he decided to change the rule of the game you know and use real cash you know and he actually told his kids that you know at the end of the game whatever cash you have left you can keep that you know the the whole behavior changed you know and they became a bit more conservative you know they really talked through they had a thought thinking process you know of should i buy this property or should i wait you know that kind of thing so they really actually talked through the entire process even though it's just a game because they do know that this is real tangible money that can be used outside of monopoly so so when i saw his presentation i was like wow okay you know this is something which um many people may not know you know or those who know may not really fully understand you know and also i think we can see in society these days that uh, more and more everyone's going wireless everyone is going through e money you know so so this is something which could be a pitfall that we may not see at the moment in a, in a sense is talking about the psychological effects of physical money, right? Yes. You hit the nail right on the head in a sense that the trend moving forward, uh, be in Singapore or worldwide, is that we are all going digital in terms of in terms of our payment. So what that that means it will be a problem, right? I mean, how do you think we can actually mitigate or uh, reduce the effect of, of such trends? Yeah. So I think nowadays, you know, because it's so convenient to just use e-payments for everything you know that that's this pitfall where you may get caught up just buying anything and everything you see not realizing that your bank account uh the digits are just going down um slowly you know so so i think some ways which you can actually mitigate this kind of effect is actually to hold cash you know so personally for me you know, if I were to want to present, prevent myself from actually overspending, what I would usually do is set an allowance. Um, set an allowance for myself, you know, over the week. You know, um, for example, like maybe $150 a week for food expenses. Um, I would draw that in cash. So any transactions less than, say, $10, I will use cash. I will not use any of the e-payment which is available even though yes it can be very convenient but because of that fact that i actually just monitor even this small amount it actually tells me that oh am i overspending you know or if i see something which like oh okay that looks good but that costs maybe 15 dollars and when i see the cash in my wallet and i realize that okay the money is already going down do i really want to make that purchase so i think that in a way helps me to budget you know in the smaller amounts of course we don't expect you to you know to use that kind of uh, methods for big ticket items you know where um, you're buying new furniture or doing a renovation where um, you need thousands of dollars and you have to fork out cash no no that that would be very unwise 
you know that that <laughs> it, would be quite scary to hold that sum of money in our wallets also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like having what eight pieces or one thousand dollar note in your wallet. Okay, that is something we don't advise you to do. You know, but in the small purchases, you know the daily items. You know, really your daily expenses, be it your food, you know your drinks, your uh, even your groceries or so. You know, use cash. You know that that actually helps you to think try twice. You know that. Hmm, do I really want to buy this? Is this a need or is this a want? You know, and at the end of the day, you actually will see the difference if you were to want to do maybe an self-experiment of maybe one week you don't use cash and you just use e-payment and see how much you spend compared to a following week where you just take purely cash. You can see there will be a stark difference in the way you behave um, when it comes to spending. So one thing I, I honestly believe in, I mean from the bottom of my heart, is that as much as uh, the government is trying to push a trend toward, towards uh, digital payments, physical cash is still here to stay. At, at least um, from how I see it in schools, like uh, primary schools where, where, where the kids are still learning how to uh, get a sense of money, right? Or maybe in the wet markets, the stall owners, when it, the, the fishmongers, they, they prefer to, to transact in cash. So I think physical money is here to stay. But based on 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 your explanation, based on your views earlier on, uh, it seems that financial this topic of uh, financial abstraction will be very useful for for those who are trying um, to improve on on their budgeting uh, skills. Uh, trying to trying to improve on the overspending. Yeah, that's correct. It, it's good for people who you know who are known. They know their own behavior that they overspend. You know they are using their credit cards too much. You know um, they have they have a tendency to buy um, stuff they don't really need, right? So so this is actually a very good practice. You know for you to slowly instill the financial discipline. You know to actually manage your money wisely. You know and not buy the things that you don't really need. You know and budget it for something else in the future where you do need. You know, so and I think back to the point where you mentioned about schools and um, those uh, market um, uh, vendors, right? Actually, if you were to think of it nowadays, there are some schools which are actually using those electronic watches. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. parents I've can actually those. put a prepaid amount into their um, into like a card or into their watch. Yeah, so and I think some of the the market vendors as well, they're using QR codes, you know, linked to their wireless payments to make payment because nowadays. You know, with this whole pandemic, people are also still worried to handle cash. So I think with the whole acceleration of uh, wireless uh, transactions, you know, um, this is a pitfall which may be a blind side to people who may not be very financially disciplined, you know, um, especially the younger people, the younger generation who are used to growing up in this environment of having a debit card, you know, having a, their parents' credit card, you know, doing uh, electronic payments, you know, so so these are something which, um, which we need to be aware, you know, that yes, it is efficient, you know, things can work better, you know, via wireless, but at the other end of the spectrum, where it comes back to the human psyche, you know, this, this could be a potential problem in the future where you see money only as digits, and not something substantial already. So for, for the listeners out there, if you are somebody who wants to improve on, on uh, how, how do I put it, your self-control of uh, spending, okay, so perhaps uh, you consider uh, trying out 
uh, withdrawing more cash from the bank accounts via ATM machines this week as, and, and then just go through your daily spending from a cash instead of your debit cards and your 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 credit cards and whatnot okay then that's that's on, that's one suggestion from me uh so that's that's uh, pretty much all we have yeah i think i think maybe the next one we can discuss something a bit more you know what 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 is your favorite topic ivan what is my favorite topic or okay let's let's perhaps do a follow-up on this so like this week we talk about financial abstraction and, and physical cash maybe the next podcast topic will be on the responsible use of credit cards how about that yeah, that sounds good. Okay, great. So, uh, stay tuned for the next podcast. Okay, see you guys. Bye-bye. Yeah, see you. Stay safe, guys. Bye.